Utah football is a tough matchup with Penn State football in their second consecutive Rose Bowl. But how do they go about getting a win? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Appreciate all of you who have interacted or commented on the show on YouTube or followed us on social media. We would love to interact with you guys there. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department on today's show, where we talk about how Utah tries and goes and gets what would be a monumental Rose Bowl win. And in order to do that, we have friend of the show joining us in Cole Bagley of Fan Nation All Utes. And Cole, I think in, in a simple word, how does Utah will win if they play aggressively? And everyone might be like, well, that sounds pretty simple. Of course you play aggressively. But I mean in all phases and aspects. So what I'm talking about in that too is coaching aggressively, not playing conservatively. I don't want to see a single, if it's second and eight and plus, I don't want us running the ball because then you're just putting yourself in third and long basically and setting yourself up for failure. I like when this offense is aggressive. I like when they use different formations. We saw that very early on in the Pac-12 championship game, especially defensively, but I'll key in on offensively for this one. They believe Utah had a short run. Then they motioned everyone out, and then they brought everyone back in. They crunched the formation back up, and then they ran a power run right up the gut, and it worked out where I believe it was a zone run, but in more of a heavier look, and ran a run right up the gut, and it got big success. So that creativity is really what I want to see. Continue to open this offense. Let Cam go to work. We know what he did in last year's Rose Bowl. And the coach, look, Coach Scally and Coach Ludwig are coming off their two of their best game plans of the season. They've had a month to prepare for this one. I do believe Utah will be aggressive. This is a good Penn State offensive line. They have one of the best who is going to be a guy who seemed like a lock for a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. He decided to come back to Penn State, so he'll be there another year, but it's going to be tough for Utah to win those kind of one-on-one matchups against guys like that. So I want to see them continue to bring multiple, bring overload blitzes, bring three, I shouldn't even say three, but bring maybe three guys on one side, bring five guys, really mix it up and do a lot of different things is what I'm hoping to see out of this Utah football team. For you, how do you feel like for Utah football? What would they need to do? They will win if they, what, Cole? If they stop the run, um, you know, I'm I'm more of a statistic, you know, statistical guy. I like to look at the numbers and see, you know, where where the areas are that have caused them to lose, you know, in the past. Especially now that you're looking at a full season, um, you know, Penn State didn't lose much; they only lost two football games. But you know, actually move the football on the ground. You know, that was a common theme um, in last week's final media availability before the players, you know. Took off for Miss, and now they'll be they'll be headed to Pasadena this week. Um, but defensively, that was kind of the theme: is they know that they have to stop. And when you look at their two losses, overall, Penn State averaged about 182 yards uh, per game this season. And the two losses, uh, which was Michigan and Ohio State, you know, two two college football playoff teams. Um, I believe Michigan only allowed them 98 yards. And um, mm-hmm. Ohio State only allowed them 111 yards. And the big difference there was the Michigan game, only 98 yards. I think it was only three yards per carry. Um, and that game was a lot different, a uh, much different score, um, you know, than, than, than the other game. Ohio State and uh, Penn State was 44-31. All the way, like, really late in the fourth quarter. I caught the end of that yep. game, uh, I believe, in the fourth. And then uh, Ohio State, I think they rattled off, like, 21 points in about five minutes. Um, so that one's, 
that one's a little bit misleading, but the Michigan game, that's one I'm going to try to, to, um, to, to mirror if I'm Utah, you know, Michigan won 41-17, and like I said, only 98 yards on the ground to a team that normally does about 182, so only gave them um, about half of what they're, they're used to getting. It is interesting when we're talking about this Penn State team because, look, they've only lost two games all season, so they've been really good. They've beaten all the inferior opponents, but they don't have really an outstanding win. They don't have two top 10 wins as Utah basically has because they were able to beat USC both times against their two top 10 teams. Ooh, they're top five teams, now both college football playoff teams. They didn't look their best, as you mentioned, because like you said, versus Ohio State, hey, you look good for so long, but then you come so short late in the game. And then against Michigan, you just get absolutely bludgeoned. Wolverines rushed for over 400 yards on the ground. And the Wolverines have a very good offensive line, the Jim Moorhead offensive line award winners as a unit back-to-back years for Michigan, which has never happened in that awards history. So they are very good. Utah doesn't have that kind of an offensive line. And Penn State gives up just about on just over 100 yards, I believe. And that's going to be interesting to see with Utah is can they really establish the run, get it going? This is an offensive line that overall on the season has struggled to get to the second level a little bit. That's why you see a lot of these runs go for two and three yards because they'll get a little bit of push on defensive linemen, but then the linebackers come in and clean it all up. Now, what does help with that is obviously the emergence of guys like Jaquindon Jackson who've come on strong. I expect my Kai Bernard to be healthy going to this one, be in good shape with some of that time off. So I think that does help this Utah football team in terms of trying to rush the ball effectively but it's going to be interesting to see if they can still do it because as much as we talked about hey these Utah coaches have this much time to prepare of course Penn State does too so you know they're in the lab they've been watching a lot of Jaquindon Jackson film trying to figure out how they can go about stopping him too and it will be interesting because in those two losses they lost those two games very differently being the Ohio State and Michigan ones when you talk about Penn State if you look at the Michigan game as I mentioned just got absolutely steamrolled on the ground but then against Ohio State he actually held the Buckeyes under 100 yards rushing but what happened two of the best players in the country and CJ Stroud and then a guy we we were kind of Utah fans were on Marvin Harrison Jr. before everyone else pretty much was because we saw him go to work last year in the Rose Bowl. I think he had three touchdowns in that one, I want to say. It was the Jackson Smith and Jigba show on the outside, but he still did some things. Either way, those were the two elite players that brought them back in this one. So I think this one for Utah, Utah's not going to rush for over 400 yards in this one. I don't think they're going to throw for 500 yards or something crazy like a CJ Stroud did last year. And he only threw for 300, I believe just under 400 yards in their last go around too. So I, it's going to be a fun matchup to see how it plays out. And I do feel like it will require a team performance from the Utes, very similar to how they won in the Pac-12 championship game. Cam Rising was the MVP of that game. I said, personally, I would have given it to Morgan Scali and Andy Lugway because I thought the game plans were outstanding, but felt like one of those games with the Pac-12 championship where everyone deserved a game ball. And I think if Utah's going to win the Rose Bowl, it's going to be have to be that kind of thing rather than a Cam and Dalton Kincaid show we like we saw against USC. And obviously Dalton not even going in this one. Yeah, I mean, you need – you need that team that won the pack um, mm. to show up in Pasadena. You know, you need um, you need Cam the way that he was in that game and in the USC game earlier earlier in the year. You know, you need a guy that's that's hungry, that's that's willing to take a hit where his you know his helmet you know completely pops off his head. He gets up and he smiles and he's going for more yards on the next play. Like you just you need you need the Cam Rising that is so dead to win opposed to the rising that we saw in the Oregon game that just was defeated and it wasn't moving the ball on the ground. And, you know, you need um, not a perfect cam rising, but you need an aggressive cam rising, kind of like what you were talking about here. Um, yeah, the run game, you know, for me, the magic number all season has kind of been, you know, if the Utes can get, you know, up just slightly above their seasonal average of 200, um, you know, after the championship, I said they can get around 225, they got 223. 
you know, they win that football game. So, yeah, I mean, I think the key really overall is who who's going to control um, the ground game. You know, I, I, to me, that that's going to decide who wins this football game is who who's winning in the trenches and who is, you know, moving the football effectively, um, rushing, you know, rushing it. I absolutely agree. It's going to be fun to see how it all plays out in Pasadena. And we're going to talk about what, what, if any, advantage the Utes have being that this is this core group of players and for the most part, their second consecutive Rose Bowl. We're talking about that when we come back in a moment. But first, we got to talk to you guys about the sponsor of this episode and Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis all season long. You can get the latest odds trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to, of course, college bowl season, which is getting well underway, NBA to college basketball, everything is available for you to bet on at BetOnline. You can also find sports podcasts there and all kinds of great stuff at that online. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So, Colt, coming back in to talk about this one. When you're talking about Utah playing in their second Rose Bowl, I think it really does. I talked with Brian a lot yesterday. What the, what does the this game really mean for this Utah football program and what are kind of the stakes for it like that? And I really do feel like it's just the, the next step of the program it feels like naturally is hey you're playing a back-to-back rose bowls last year you made it there that was a height the program has never reached before now making a rose bowl and repeating is becoming pac-12 champs it's something the program has done before it's still an extremely impressive accomplishment and very big but when you're talking about what's the next step it really feels like it is winning a rose bowl in this one and i think it's nice that you have a core group of players coming back in this one for utah that have been in this game before i think that i don't want to say the guys were distracted by any means last year but i do think you're taking it in more it's just like man it's so cool to be here still as i mentioned i don't think that affected their play the team was ready to go they were focused last season um the re- obviously the reason they gave up so many yards was more so due to injuries in the secondary than like a, oh these guys just aren't locked in and ready to play so i don't think that was a distraction last year but i think if if it was it's even less of an issue this year since you've already been through this all this is the reason so many of these guys came back to this team is to not just win a pac 12 championship but have another crack at a rose bowl it's what this core group of players really wanted to do and they have opportunity to do it and experience is never a bad thing in football yeah i i, I agree 100 i think this is the next step for this program to take um you know over over the last five years it seemed that utah could not take that step and win the pack um, mm-hmm. you know they lose two in a row uh, they were never really in either of those games they they lost a bunch of bowl games in a row. Um, it just it seemed like Utah could produce a really good regular season, but then they couldn't take the step and you know bring home a conference championship. Now they've done that twice. They mm. took that first step last year, and they got to the Rose Bowl. That was that was huge. I think, like you said, just being there last year was the accomplishment. And mm-hmm. I think that, and especially with whatever you know, everything that went on last year, you know, all the tragedies yes. and and the team rallying together, coming together, like. Honestly, just being there was the accomplishment. I think Utah fans felt that way. Um, obviously, winning it would have been fantastic, and it would have, you know, maybe been it would have been another step forward. But you know, after they lost, a lot of people were just grateful that Utah made it. You know, there wasn't yeah, the there fans, was sure. yeah. I mean, there was there was a little bit of oh man, it would have been awesome if we would have won that game. But as a whole, Utah fans were thrilled to just be a part of it and to be able to go to it. Now, you know, you're going back and. You know, after talking to some of the guys, uh, Lander Barton, Gabe Reed this past week, like, 
they know what's at stake and they know they need to win this football game. Like that, that was, that was very clear. You know, there, there's no, you know, guys were asking questions of, you know, what's it like to go back and, and all that kind of stuff. And there's some guys that this is their first year, right? I mean, both those guys, Leonard Barton wasn't with the program last year because he was in high school and Gabe Reed was at Stanford. Um, but I think just kind of the, the clear message is guys, we have to win this football game because yeah, there's more pressure on Utah to win this than there is Penn state. You know, if Penn state loses this game. It's disappointing, but who, you know, nobody really cares. And I think Penn state is kind of, you know, for the most part reached their ceiling. Whereas for Utah winning this game is another step in achieving your ceiling and getting to where you really want to be. And that's to be, you know, competing for a college football playoff. So for me, you know, the, the recruiting class that you just brought in, the guys that are going to be watching this game, the team that you have, the young guys, um, Utah needs to win this football game. Um, not just because you want to win every game that you play, but because this is the next step, you know, you got there last year, you lost. You're still Pac-12 champions. Pac-12 champions. You defend the title. Now it's time to go and win a New Year's Six bowl game, win a bowl game for the first time in a couple of seasons, and show these new recruits what you're capable of. Because it's all about trajectory. If you're winning this football game, it's just going to do good things for you moving forward. One of these teams, to your point, you're talking about between Utah and Penn State. Utah last year was in the Rose Bowls. We've been talking about this all time. So what does that mean? And they're back there again. They are clearly the best team in their conference. Penn State is clearly not the best team in their conference. And it's not particularly close right now when you're talking about with the level that Ohio State and Michigan are playing at. So I totally agree with you saying it is a very different thing. In a lot of ways, this feels like Penn State is very fortunate to be in this game because, and yes, Utah didn't control their own destiny to get to the Pac-12 championship game, but what did they do when once they had that opportunity to get there? They made the most of it. And now Penn State's going to have the opportunity to do that because they're not in the Rose Bowl because they won a Big Ten title and they didn't make the CFP, and so this is the consolation prize for them. They're in it because, look, with the way Ohio State and Michigan getting in, now it looks at Penn State and it's like, oh, it's a great opportunity for them to have a good fan base that wants to go out and support and travel and they just haven't been to the same heights that utah has as of these past couple seasons because i understand we're going back even more years than that penn state football has done a lot of great things but i absolutely agree with you when you're talking about what have they done right now and kind of the state of the penn state program i mean there was real things going on about james franklin leaving for usc for a little bit so there he was definitely thinking about that i feel like and he stayed at penn state which is he's built a really good program there they have guys in the nfl um, year after year. I mean, Micah Parsons is absolutely dominant right now talking about what he's done in the league. So there's a lot of guys and it's still a very good program, but I love that you mentioned too, what you haven't talked to the players too. Cause I've, I've, we've both been lucky enough to do that a couple times a season. Um, when you're talking about these players, this is a group of guys that since spring ball, we knew their mission coming back was to make it to the Rose bowl. And now that they've been able to accomplish that, I just feel like that is kind of such that thing where it's like the focus is just at an all-time high. I don't think at any point in the season Utah wasn't understanding the task. But this is the kind of game where your phone's on silent mode a lot more when you're studying, everything like that. This is, I mean, I just a different level of locked in, I really feel like. And I think these players are going to be so amped up and fired up for this game. They were very much like that for the Pac-12 championship game, but especially guys like Cam Rising. I mean, you work so hard all see all off season, everything you've done, even going back to when you played football at high school, at middle school levels, even like that, is to get to these kind of moments. And you don't get that opportunity twice. And I don't think these guys want to squander that opportunity. So I just can't even imagine how fired up and ready to go they are to get this Rose Bowl underway. Yeah, it's not just the guys that were there last year <clears throat> because they tasted defeat, right? You know, they were they were so close. Yeah. A three-point game. They led the, you know, vast majority of the game. 
uh, you know, Cam gets hurt. He didn't have an opportunity to finish. I mean, I remember a conversation I had with Cam during the spring. Um, I was somehow able to just get a one-on-one interview with Cam and nobody had really asked him. No, we hadn't talked to him since the Rose Bowl because after they lost, it was just Britton Covey and Devin Lloyd and it was a five minute press conference and that was it. Whereas, um, you know, with this, with Cam, nobody got to talk to him. So I requested him. I got him. I had him for just two or three minutes. And, and I, I should have asked him, you know, what, what do you, and I asked, I was asking everybody the same question, but I said, what did you feel, you know, you guys lost the game, but what did you feel that that, that getting there, that, that competing in the Rose Bowl did for this program? And he said, I don't, I, I don't really want to talk about it. You know, we lost that football game and I'm still pissed about it. You know, all I want to do is win and we didn't win that game. And so that's all I have to say about it. And I'm certain that Cam is holding that grudge that mm. he's still, you know, he, he remembers what it was like to not only lose, but to have to watch his team lose from the sideline, unable to do anything about it. Now Bryson Barnes did a fantastic job, but yep. you know, that's gotta be difficult for Cam to oh, yeah. watch, to go down and to be unable to email. Um, I don't know necessarily anything would have changed, but you still, you know, at the end of the day, you still lost. And um, I know that he's holding on to that. And then it, it's been interesting. You know, like I said, it's, it's been interesting to see what they could play in it last year to talk to them. Yeah, they, they're furious. They want to go in and they want to win because kind of the, the narrative was, oh, well, Utah didn't even belong in that football game. And, you know, Utah and Ohio State are completely different levels, all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. They're lucky to be back. Uh, that's kind of the narrative. And I think they're, they're feeding off of that. But what's interesting is to see the young guys, the, the freshmen that weren't even here last year, guys like Lander Barton, Sione Baki, um, the team has done a, guys like Diabate. Yeah, I mean, the team has done a fantastic job of helping guys that weren't here last year understand how important this game is and how critical it is that they win. You know, I didn't get – I didn't get a sense of kind of just happy to be here, young guys, which they would have every right to feel yeah. that way. You know, you know, they, yeah. they should have every right to just, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm brand new. I'm, I'm a freshman. I'm just excited to be here. No, they, they almost have that same sense of wanting to avenge last season, even though they weren't a part of it. So mm-hmm. yes, they, the team is locked in and it is everybody. It's, it's not just, it's not just the upperclassmen. It's not just the guys that were here last year. It is every single player is ready to go and win this football game. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned too, just the differences in last year, even more so speaking, it was Utah's first year in there. And they were, you mentioned different levels. Ohio State is clearly on a different level than Utah football. They've played for national championships in the past few seasons. They find themselves in the college football playoff again. They're not in the CFP. It's a disappointing season. They won the Rose Bowl last year, and it was perceived as a disappointment because most of their fans didn't even travel out to the game. Utah dominated that for a Rose Bowl, which is so crazy because there's only about four or five programs you could say that about. That's the level. And that's the difference in this year. Last year, first game, two programs on a different level so hey utah kept it close with one of the best team with one of the best programs in the country that's a win this year utah on the same level if not i would say slightly better than penn state what they've done recently penn state also a top 15 team i'd say over the past few seasons just what they've been able to accomplish overall but i do feel like hey in at this moment right now i feel better about the position that utah football is in as a program than penn state football and being your second year that's what leads to these different expectations in which the players the fans they're really hungry for a win and they're gonna have a great opportunity to do it and one of the reasons they're set up for a win in this game is because of some of that success they've had in recruiting we've talked a little bit about guy like 
in Lander Barton. And we're obviously ecstatic that Utah was even able to go back-to-back in this Rose Bowl position and back-to-back Pac-12 champs. We're going to talk a little bit more about the future of Utah football and if some of these recruits they've brought in are going to help continue to take this Utah football team to another level and if we could see some of these recruits playing in a Rose Bowl of their own in a few seasons. But first, got to talk to you guys about the sponsor of this episode in UCCU. Guys, UCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but interest rates and inflation are both on the rise, as if we hadn't noticed. Well, here's some good news. UCCU can help you use this current rise in rates to your advantage. For a limited time, UCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. What's a savings certificate? Is that like a savings account? A savings certificate is similar to a savings account. Both are great ways to earn a safe return on your money over time. But here's the difference. Savings accounts typically come with unlimited deposits and withdrawals. But a savings certificate, you just make one deposit, then let your money grow and grow and grow. With a fixed rate of return, that's much higher than a standard savings account. How much higher? Let's just say a lot higher. You can get a savings account for as little as 500, making this an awesome opportunity for every type of saver, big or small. It's only a limited time off offer from UCCU, so make sure you guys cash in on this 15-month savings certificate with that incredibly high APY of 1.00%. And they have a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs. Visit uccu.com to learn more and get a savings certificate today. UCCU, love where you bank. All right, Cole, one thing Utah fans loved this past couple weeks is seeing all the talent they were able to flip and bring over to into the Utah football program, all the talented in-state players, a couple of talented out-of-state player guys, um, getting some people frustrated, like the Pat Narduzzi's of the world for some of those things. But this is a great time for the Utes, not just because they're in a Rose Bowl, but because of the talent they're bringing in. So I'll ask you a simple question. Do you think that this these players, this class of the 2023 recruiting class, will be playing in a Rose Bowl in the future? I think they'll be playing in a college football playoff situation, if I'm being honest. I mean, you know, they need to live up to the hype for sure. Um, But, yeah, I mean, to me, to me, that's the floor. Uh, The ceiling is is college football playoff. The floor is the Rose Bowl. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to see how these next few seasons go. Um, You know, there's there's obviously opportunity for rising Keithy, Vele, to come back next year, which could, you know, maybe Utah's playing a college football playoff next season. If, you know, if those guys are, are coming back, but um, yes, I mean, this, this, this 2022 and 2023 class um, are the best that Utah's ever put together. You know, the 2023 class is the best class that Utah's ever had. Sure. So yeah, they, they absolutely should make a minimum of one to two Rose bowls and hopefully you know, maybe by that third year, maybe when these guys are, are juniors and maybe you've got, you know, still some remaining seniors from the 2022 class. And if you continue on this trajectory, you're getting the expansion of the college football playoff. Yep. So when I say that, I mean that Utah should be making semifinals. Yeah. You're right. I mean, this is a very this is a very talented group of guys that Utah is bringing into the program. And what's nice is, yes, we want to see this team be one of the or five best teams that they were in a position to make college football playoff. But what's nice with the changing rule is all they really need to do is match what these teams have done with the past, if not slightly exceed them. You don't need to be an astronomically different team because, as we talked about, playoffs changing. So there is an op- more wider window for you to get in and squeeze in. And if you look what 
Utah has accomplished with players who have come in. They've recruited the right kind of guys. Those players have bought in, worked really hard, maximized their talents, but the players they're bringing in now have a higher ceiling of talent. And that's where you think because of that, they, this should take Utah to new heights. And when you think about this recruiting class overall, which isn't done yet, still guys like Walker Lyons still waiting out there. Everyone wants to try to lure in, of course, and there's some other couple signing days coming up. But Coach Witt already said, I mean, most of the work feels like it is done on this group of players what excites you most about it because i think for me it's just how many talents i just see these are kind of guys who aren't just going to be compliments to a really good team i think they're going to be stars on a great team mm -hmm. so for me the difference with with this class is you, you're not having to to dig for a gem you know that's that's what i feel like utah football recruiting has you know was you know normally mm -hmm. um you know, these last two two seasons have been have been quite a bit different. You know, maybe the last couple of years they've really been, you know, um, really growing towards this. But what it used to be for me was you know, you'd have to really look for a gem. You know, you, you'd see this recruiting class, and you know, if you had it pulled up, you'd, you'd kind of have to scroll for a minute, and maybe you'd pick out oh one or two guys that man they're underrated and they're really gonna gonna thrive here. But for for me with this class, you scroll and you're having to try to find the guys that maybe don't stand out as much, you know, you're, you're scrolling and, and, and there's very few of those, you know, when you, when you look at this list, every single guy is, is someone that that's not that, that, you, that that's really good. That's proven that's shown in high school that they are, they are fantastic players. You know, you go and you watch these tape. And as I was doing that, you know, preparing for signing day, watching these guys over and over again, I just was like, man, Utah is getting some seriously talented guys. You know, he's a dog. He's a dog. Like, just incredible players um, at, at, at many, many positions. You know, the offensive line with with, with Caleb Lomu and, and Spencer Fano, like, oh, my goodness. Those, those are phenomenal, phenomenal um, players that are going to make a huge difference and are going to continue to to develop and, and change, um, you know, the offensive line that, that Utah has. You know the running back situation. You've got three or four four-star guys that they're coming in. They're all very different. They're all very um, different types of running backs, which is great because as Utah's shown over the last few years, you know they can bring in two or three guys in a game, and it, they kind of like to have that offset. You know, a guy that's maybe a really a power back and a guy that's that's more uh, you know kind of a dual threat. You know, can can receive in the passing game or a guy that's just simply really really fast and speedy and, and can slip through um, gaps and seams. So for me. You know, Utah, if they can keep it going, Utah's recruiting is no longer at the point of trying to find the one or two guys that are really going to to grow and, and, and reach a high potential because of the program. Now they're bringing in premier talent, guys that have bought in, and the vast majority are going to thrive because of how good they are and because they are now joining a culture and a system that is going to develop them and, and help all of them to reach their, their highest potential. It's a great position this Utah football team is in, and they're going to have a great opportunity heading into the Rose Bowl. So, Cole, to wrap this one up, what's your score prediction for the big game? Oh, geez. Uh, I don't even like score predictions. I know. But, I do this uh, every week, and you still say the same thing. thing. <laughs> I know. I feel like I've gotten a couple, but. Yeah, you did good. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a similar situation to um, the Ohio State and Penn State game. Not that Utah's going to trail and all of a sudden score 21 points in the yeah. fourth quarter, but I could see it, you know, 42-35 or 
I don't know, 42, 28, something like that, you know, maybe a one or two possession game. That's, that's fairly high scoring. You know, I mean, there's, it's the end of the season. Both teams are dealing with injury. Both teams are dealing with, you know, a few guys opting out. So it'll be interesting to see, but these are two good football programs and it's a big game and there's a lot, a lot at stake. And, you know, they've, they've both proven that they can, you know, put yards on the field and, and points on the board. So I think it's going to be fairly, fairly high scoring, maybe one to two possessions. And I, you know, not just because I want to see it, but I really think Utah's going to win this game. I agree. I feel the same way. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how it does all play out. Cole, what are a couple of things you have coming up with Fan Nation All Utes in preparation for this big one? Yeah, this week, uh, it's game week. So now we're, we're really um, studying Penn State, you know, watching their tape, watching their highlights, um, you know, looking over the, the, the statistics, trying to see, you know, where they um, – what a weak spot may be and what, what are some, some, some things that they do well that Utah is going to really need to pay attention to. So uh, really just scouting the Nittany, Nittany Lions. Gosh, that's a tough word. I'm glad that I'm not, <laughs> I'm glad that's not my team because I couldn't say that uh, very often, but yeah, scouting that football team, just kind of seeing, you know, uh, what's it going to take for Utah to, uh, to win. And as well, um, you know, just kind of going over, looking over, you know, what helped Utah win football games this year and what helped them lose. So a lot of scouting and hopefully we can uh, set it up so Utah fans know exactly what to expect. Make sure you guys head over to Fan Nation All Use to get that checked out. Cole, always great having you on. Appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks, JT. For your guys' second listen every day, make sure you check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories in sports, the take of the day, the biggest game recaps. It's all available on Locked On Sports Today, available on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to Cole for joining us once again. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes, but we'll see you tomorrow.